0: Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts.
1: Brennan, what was your first job? Ah, man, my first job was at a mechanic shop. What about you? Yeah, I was a
0: box boy. But I think it's crazy that you went from being a mechanic to being a YouTuber to being into music to now being in podcasts. Yeah, like well, it's crazy.
1: Our actual our guests went from being a janitor to being a well-known rapper. Man, let's let's introduce some of right. First, welcome to Share Your Scare where we talk to real people and hear real stories. I'm your host, Brennan Taylor. This is my co-host Jake Taylor. What's up? And today we have on the future of rap, one of the best lyricists I know personally. Let's introduce Dak to the podcast,
2: man, let me do my little intro, Dude, man, it's your boy Dax and we back at it like a bad habit, if you want something better, go grab it and today, baby, we finna make a big play,
1: come on, yes, yes sir, about. sir. Bring that energy, man, wow, it's been a while since man. I saw we were just talking off podcast, it's been like two years, about two years, man. Sheesh, man, what you been up to in this time, like, especially during COVID oh. right now, like, what you been up to? Man, the MO
2: for me is, I've been making music, yeah. I've been working out, hooping, and staying out of the way. Right on.
0: You played uh, basketball in
2: college, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I played at three schools in in four and a half years. Really? So you
1: were pretty serious about basketball. Oh, it's my life. So how did you get into the scene of rap?
2: Man, so you want me to do the whole story?
1: Yeah, I want to hear the story.
2: Okay. So from Canada. Okay. Right? So, you know, growing up in Canada, I think when I was about 11 or 12. Like up until 11 or 12, I was just... I would say living okay you know i was here i was doing what i was doing right. no real focus autopilot yeah autopilot you Definitely. know for an 11 year old so third grade we moved from inner city ottawa ontario i'm from canada born in newfoundland i'm actually okay. a newfie newfie yeah you can't even get off of the the island unless you like take a plane really left wow. around when i was like two wow. years old so i don't have the accent because i left so early huh yeah, I'm a Newfie. Shout out to my Newfie people. <laughs> newfie. Um, I've never even heard of a Newfie until right this moment. Yeah, it's a, it's a crazy thing. Like, I, it's probably, like, I'm proud of it. How many people are on that island? Man, not, you know? not very many. Six. Not very many. <laughs> yeah, like six. It's like, now there's three. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say there's no artist from a place like that. Damn, so you're the one and only. Yeah, you know That's what I mean? Who's a quote-unquote rapper. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like the complete opposite yeah, of, like, yeah, yeah. you know, what one would assume a right. rapper comes from. Anyways. So go to Ottawa, which is the capital of Canada, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then uh, live in the inner city of Ottawa, then move to Orleans, like third, fourth grade. There's a basketball hoop where we're playing. Go to high school, St. Pete's. Shout out to the Knights. And then 11, 12 years old, I'm like, yo, I want to dedicate my life to basketball. On a Sunday, I see the game NBA Live 2005 with Carmelo Anthony on the cover. Okay. And I just like felt a pull to it, a gravitational pull. Started playing the game like crazy. So then I found the Law of Attraction. Mm. Also at the age of 11 wow, like, you that know that, that video, The Secret
1: Yeah, that was yeah. my first one too
2: Yeah, I Hell found yeah. that at like, the age of 11 And that's when I was like, yo, I want to dedicate my life to basketball So I wrote out my goals and started attracting Things into my life that's So then sick. from the period of 11 to 18 I was trying to play Division 1 basketball But I knew I had to probably go prep school first A mm. bunch of things happened Leave Canada, th- by the grace of God I meet a dude at a bus stop There is a man named Ray Evans, I always shout to him That's my guy um, He brought a fake uh, prep school into Ottawa, Life Christians Academy, and they used to practice at the YMCA where I, where I would go every day after school.
0: Okay,
2: So he's always talking to me, hey man, I could help you out, I could help you out, but you know, I'm not really paying attention to it. We yeah. end up playing this school in an invitational. Someone films it on an iPad. He sends that video to Kyle Lindstedt, who coached that. At, who coached at Sunrise Christian Academy in Wichita, Kansas. It's hard to tell the story. There's so many freaking things. <laughs> yeah, you travel a lot, man. Yeah, so then uh, I fly out there. Buddy Hill also went there. Shout out to Buddy Hill. He plays in the NBA for the Sacramento yeah. Kings. killing it. Um, congrats on your new contract, oh, my yeah. G. Go to the prep school then i end up going to junior college then i end up going d1 d1 doesn't work out i go to d2 then when i go to my d2 i get the overnight janitor job and while doing that i'm like cleaning the poetry side of damon hall which is at oh, newman, wow. newman university write my first poem on the way to a basketball game then fall in love with poetry oh, then wow. the poetry turns into music and then yeah
1: it took over yeah wow. your, first, your second
2: love took over your first love exactly wow. as soon as i wrote my first poem i was like damn this is what i'm supposed to be doing
1: Damn! So you actually started in poetry, not even just writing music. You were writing poets. Yeah, n- I never wanted
2: to rap. Like growing really? up, I never thought rapping was cool.
1: Yeah,
0: For real. Do you even consider yourself a rapper? or Would you rather nah. people be like, oh, you're a poet? Like, how would you?
2: Yeah, I-, I consider myself more just like an artist of poetry. Mm-hmm. Like I think, like you know, that's why a lot of my songs don't even have hooks. You yeah. know, it's me just talking on a song in a poetical fashion that yeah. you know is just on a beat. But it's still catchy, though. Exactly. You know, we're <laughs> yeah. still catching it. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so. Yeah, that's how it happened that's sick so you were working as a janitor like was it just because you needed a job or what was it yeah like? so you know division one schools have a lot of perks mm-hmm. you know you have the full scholarship I was on and then you also get like uh, like you know you get paid every like I forget what it was I'd get like a check and then when I transferred to D2 it was different I still had a full scholarship but I also but I had no extra money coming in yeah so I needed a job and something to do so I got the overnight janitor job on campus and then I was doing that for two and a half years. Wow. Two years. What was that like? It was uh, for me. I enjoyed it because it was out the way. No one's bothering you. No yeah. one's telling you what to do. It's at night. I would work from eight to 12 every night. Then in the summer, I'd work from eight to like three. Damn. you know but no one's like hounding you yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And i work hard so i would get my shit done as fast as i possibly could then i would work on my craft
1: that's sick that's sick yeah because i know like there was like a little bit some memes going on every time you post oh yeah video, that, that video, they're like oh the guy that's the janitor is talking yeah, yeah, again yeah, <laughs> love that.
2: actually i want to i want to make a movie
1: yeah dude something
2: like that who knows that is yeah. sick
1: so your family's seeing you go from being basketball to just being a poet like were they very supportive throughout
2: yeah i've always been the guy where it's just like oh that's just daniel Mm-hmm. Just let him do what he's doing, he's not gonna change his mind no matter what we say. Yeah. So when I first started basketball it was like, uh no, we just want you to, you know, go to school and do the normal thing but then they saw how obsessive I became with it. Yeah, you know, and ended up paying for school. You know, then I started music and my parents were like, Well, you know, at least he's not on the spectrum of like making Negative, dangerous type of music And it's just poetry, you know, in the beginning yeah. So they weren't really concerned Because it it wasn't really, like, had no negative connotation to it
0: Yeah, before basketball and poetry Like, where did you see your life going? Like, where where were you in school for?
2: It's funny, just like, growing up My mom just always was just like You know, you're gonna do great things When it was basketball, it was like do or die
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah and nothing else mattered i couldn't see anything else then all of a sudden i wrote a poem and then that became the yeah. wow. the thing
1: and you said you were how old when you wrote that poem
2: i was a junior when i wrote the poem so i was like 21 wow or 22 i was 22 I so it's
1: never really too late to just figure out what you want to do like
2: nah you're 22 and you well, that's when you figure out a whole new path yeah basically. i mean once you get up there like 80 yeah,
1: <laughs> no, then it's I love it too.
2: Old, you yeah, know, it's, but yeah, but no, it, it really never is. Like my mom just went back to school. For real, that's you dope. Know? Yeah, yeah, so. that's what I think about school. Is like it's never too late to go to school, but you can always go back to school, but you can't always go back to the position that you're in right now. Mm, you know, yeah,
1: you gotta you gotta enjoy what you're at right now. And and you've been doing music for how long now?
2: Uh, it's been four,
1: four years. But like
2: in terms of like music, music because like the first like year and year ish was poetry strictly. Got it. And I was trying to like make poetry music videos and. I was trying to be like the Drake of poetry. That was my goal. What's the goal now? Now the goal is just, just to continue to put things into the world that will last forever fire and whatever that you know like whatever accolades that comes with yeah. so be it yeah,
0: yeah i got introduced to your music from brennan i remember the first video was rap god that i saw mm-hmm. and you did these one take music videos yeah
1: those are, yeah. Fire. Those are crazy literally known for these one take yeah. music videos yeah
2: Insane. between us how many takes did it really take they've all they all take one take for really the, the, the what about one...
1: when you're in the studio they're like making
2: the song is it one take also oh uh, no it's not it's definitely not one take in the studio it's yeah. one take when you're see. doing the music yeah, video yeah when i'm doing the music video yeah those yeah. those came out of just being broke Really, you know, I like when I was in Wichita, Kansas, when I started. I used to like, you know, like try to find people to work with or whatever mm-hmm. uh-huh. it was. And the actual music videos were too expensive for me at that time because I was making seven twenty five an hour. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. So it was just like, well, how much would it cost if like we just do? One I just walk in front of the camera and go. So me <laughs> yeah. and a, me and my guy named Thad Swift back then, uh, we would do those. Yeah, and those were sick. I mean, yeah. that takes a lot for, like, someone
1: to be entertaining on one take. You know what I mean? Like, stay in that Because, like, yours, I could sit through and
2: watch them all. But I've seen other people try to do them, and I'm like, this is whack, you know? Yeah, it's tough, man. It's a little, you definitely got to be comfortable, you know? Yeah. And if you're not, I would just advise guys, you know, take a shot at tequila, man. Yeah,
1: and and loosen better. up a little loosen bit, up, right? Yeah. You know? loosen and, up. and now your music videos are super, like, high produced and stuff. Do you fund them all? Because I know you've always been a really big advocate of being, like, independent and doing all your own shit.
2: Like yep. do you do all this like creating the ideas and everything on your own? Uh so in terms of funding yeah I pay for okay. you know everything. In terms of the music videos most ideas I come up with all on my own for um uh, what I usually do is like I'll have a notebook and I'll write out exactly what I want to happen from like this second to this second, this second, second to this second, this second to this second, this second to this second, and then. But also, I have like a, a bunch of great people I work with: Logan, Mice, Moses, Israel, yeah. and a lot mm-hmm. of the times they'll also contribute ideas to things as well. My manager Brittany, she'll contribute ideas, so it can, it's a group effort for sure.
1: That's awesome, and um, I just I just watched your Kill Shot Three music video came mm. out five days ago. If you haven't yeah. seen it, check it out. Kill Shot Three went wild, man! Like so. Are you gonna go kill shot four? People probably want to know.
2: Uh, honestly, the kill shot thing to me, like whenever I put a number on a video, it's more just to like show the progress. Got it. You know, it's like to show the story. Yeah. So uh, am I gonna do a kill shot four? Uh, I don't. Honestly, I'm I'm sort of over it. What about this? she cheated again? Uh, she cheated again again. <laughs> just crazy. I thought about that like back then, but I was just like, it. It doesn't really tell the story as, yeah. as to where it was going. So I didn't just want to make something to make something. Right. You know. I so. feel
1: that. I feel that. And and now like you're collaborating with huge artists like such as Trippy Red, Tech Nine. What what's that like, man? Like to really be hitting that next level.
2: How's that feel? Mm, it's dope. It's uh. It's dope. It's it's sort of weird. Like in my brain, it's like you know when you like picture something and see yourself going somewhere. When it happens, it doesn't really feel as dope as you think yeah. it would. Yeah, it's, it's kind of just cool. like more normal.
1: Yeah, it's you like you expect it, it. Yeah, you hype you know? it up in your own head.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, but in terms of like, hopefully for like the people watching, hopefully they can see the progression. Yeah. So I think it's dope, and I'm I'm proud and happy to be able to work with great artists, and hopefully I can work with more.
1: That's fire. Who who would you want to work with right now if you could work with anyone?
2: Man, I want to work with the greats. I want to work with the legends. You know, I would love to work with, you know, shoot, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, J. Oh, Cole, Drake. Yeah, for sure. You know, like people, anyone who's like great at what they do, those are the people I want to associate myself with and create beautiful oh, 100%, art with.
1: 100%. And you said you were very much into Law of Attraction and such. I, I know because I see you on Instagram, I follow you on Instagram, I see like your your goals and stuff that you're always posting, and a lot of the time you' you're actually making these goals really happen. how What is your process of uh, manifesting? What do you do? Maybe you can help others and maybe you can inform us? Like what do you do that makes things happen?
2: The first thing I do is I sit down, I get a piece of paper, and I like I'll write the goals out, and then I'll like post them over my bed um, and I try to make like somewhat realistic mm-hmm. goals. You know what I mean? but also goals that are also a little bit hard to reach right and then and do you put time
1: limits on them or are you just like uh, when they happen uh, when they happen type of thing
2: yeah i'll make like 2020 goals or 2021 God. goals i didn't i didn't publicly release my goals this year i think once you get to a certain point it's not good to publicly release things because there's so much energy yeah. people are adding to them and people might you know like see a goal that i post and like try to cancel it out for me before i even get it Damn, so yeah. i don't po- i don't post them like that anymore but um yeah once i write the goals down then it's just about making them happen yeah you know the work i notice that you get your your song names tattooed on yourself a lot depending on the
1: song okay why do you, why is that
2: uh when a song is special i like to It's almost like myself almost committing to the idea of the song. For Mm -hmm. example, I think like a song like Dear God and Joker, like these are songs that I feel are going to live forever. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's nothing to just like put the word, you know, have Dear God here on my body. Right. I think it's a commitment to myself and also to the commitment to the idea.
1: The first, I think, video that I saw, I'm trying to find it on your channel right now. It was the She Cheated Again one. Oh, Mm -hmm. here it is. It's, yeah, the, the one you posted two years ago, 21 million views where you had the gun facing at the mirror. Yeah what happened to make you inspired to write that song if you don't mind sharing that story
2: uh, it was a situation I was in I went through a relationship with a girl in I was a junior at Newman University yeah and the song was inspired by what happened in that relationship damn so that' really actually happened is all your songs like true to happening to you uh, so the songs that I write so the stories are all inspired by things I go through and then you know, obviously like I'll add different things in depending on like sometimes Sometimes you got to make some sht rhyme. Yeah. Like if yeah. she cheated again, I talk about that there's a child there. I don't actually have a child. In my mind, it was a thought process of me and the girl talking about tr- wanting to have a child. Mm. Yeah. That's so th-
1: crazy. Do you ever think about like maybe like if someone does like say shrooms or something to like get more experience with the world and like be more wise do you ever think like you would try something like that to make you even like to the next level more and i don't know in tune with energy
2: and just everything or ah uh, see like me i've never done drugs yeah not a, everyone always asks cause my eyes get red at night so like i'll go on live and people be like oh did you just smoke yeah or i'll be like nah my eyes just get red but um like for me personally i feel like my mind is already like over there so yeah. i just feel like drugs would not be good they wouldn't, yeah. for me that's I why i'm more know. of an alcohol guy okay you know because it just sort of adds confidence when i yeah. some, when i drink sometimes i, I want to work out for real yeah like when i drink tequila sometimes i just want to f- work out <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy so
1: Man, i just want to rip my clothes off <laughs> yeah like,
2: yeah nah so yeah for me drugs is not the thing yeah because i'm just i just always feel like i'm already in that other dimension so yeah. i don't want to like i'm scared to like try it and then like damn maybe i'll you know be
1: gone for good yeah yeah i talked to this one um she was a psychic medium um she said alcohol comes from the root word of like al ghoul hall which is like Like a ghoul. yeah like Mm. like a ghoul like when you drink you know people say oh you're not acting like yourself right now it's because your spirit leaves your body and a different spirit who is lounging around jumps in you as like a host and, like, wow. that's why sometimes, like, your eyes go different when you're drinking. or people say, like, you're not acting like yourself. Well, it's because it's not you.
2: Yeah. No, you? I would agree. Uh, uh, sometimes they do say, like, oh, this is, like, the real you when you're drunk. Like, me, I'm, I'm a happy drunk. Okay. Like, I'm not a, you know. You ain't fighting people. No, nah, I've never been a fighter. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, last fight I had was probably, like, in sixth grade. Really? You know, or a couple on the basketball court, Did obviously. Did you win? Uh, I... I don't know. I think it was like a three-part series. I think I won like <laughs> one or two. One, and then he yeah, won yeah. one. I forget what it was. And I was also in a little wrestling league back. Okay. in Back, we used to like have a little re- wrestling league. Yeah. And I was like interim champion at one point. But oh, okay. Hell yeah, yeah man! But, so don't throw down with Dax. Yeah, see, it's pretty, it pretty lit. But um, yeah, I remember the first time I drank. I was like seventeen, mm-hmm. in my basement, not a Heineken sick <laughs> right and because like i was so committed to basketball that i didn't party throughout high school up until like 17 sick okay right good yeah so i'm in my basement i'm about to go to my first party <sighs> crack open a heineken and i remember <laughs> taking a sit bro and i had a head rush really yes so That's mind it. you this is a guy who's never been to a party yeah. i pull up to the party and i was so social Really? And everyone was just like shocked. Yo, yo Daniel's, Daniel's at a party. He's fucking talking to people. Like, You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I start boom, 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 social people. I'm, I'm hitting on girls and shit. I'm feeling good. And that was and I was like, wow, alcohol makes me more confident. Wow. So then there became this thing where I was like, yo, it would be awesome to be just tipsy all the time. <laughs> because like when I was that's dangerous though huh? <laughs> well I never did it oh, okay. but like <laughs> was there so... was this discrepancy of like yo when I'm like just a little bit tipsy I feel more confident as mm-hmm. a person that's true and I almost became envy of that guy mm-hmm. because like he was so much more like cooler than you basically yeah cooler than me yeah so it became this thing where it's like I was constantly trying to okay. catch up to him and good. like now that I'm older i become better like I-, I would say I'm closer to being that guy but I'm still not him I feel that huh, that's an interesting. interesting
1: take on that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like whenever I drink, like, I mean, it depends. Like, sometimes I. I Not it, that dark stuff. That dark stuff will get you. Yeah, yeah, every liquor does different things. I really never realized that until I actually. I think it's until quarantine, because that's when mm. I've kind of, like, tried them all, because I was, like, I was bored. You know, different times I'll have different Yeah, yeah. we bought a bunch of alcohol well, because for have, a video. We have this video series where we try, like, we do, like, TikTok drinks. Like, we'll make them. We'll copy what people do on TikTok, and we make these drinks. So we had to buy, like, every alcohol to try this out. So I had, like, all these different alcohols. So we figured, you know what? Let's, let's get drunk off each one and see what it's like, <laughs> wow. you know? And yeah. we really I like everyone really does treat you different. I had uh, vodka. I will never, I don't think I'll ever drink vodka again. Like that shit just makes me black out. Yeah. I just forget what the hell happened.
2: I had, uh, Jack Daniels, I didn't realize the difference between alcohols until I went on tour with like Tech Nine like okay. a couple, uh, about a year and a half ago now. Yeah. It was like 55 shows. And like I drink before shows. You know, I'm not ashamed to say it. I drink yeah. before shows. Mm. A couple shots of tequila. Never hurt Get nobody. Going, right? right? Workout, all that shit. Yeah. But the dark alcohol I did one time. On tour, I didn't like how I felt. Really? And I got a little rowdy. That's crazy, yeah, because I did. The first time I ever had
1: uh, dark alcohol was Hennessy. It was in Vegas at mm. a pool party. And I liked it. It made me feel like it was summer vibes. That's what it felt like to me. But I had like a Hennessy and Coke and I was vibing out there. Wow. So that was the only time I ever had the Hennessy. And I was like, I kind of like that.
2: Yeah. I think once you start drinking in a row, in a row, in a row, yeah, in a row, and then different. you switch one time, mm-hmm. that's when I really saw the difference. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Dude, what was going on tour? It was going on tour with Tech 9 like the first big uh, thing. Yeah, that was
2: my first ever tour.
1: Yeah, what was that like?
2: Man, 50 amazing. Fifty shows? Fifty-five. Fifty-five
1: shows. Yeah, wow. And that's, and that's, was is that insane. like every night? Did you have
2: breaks? Damn near. I mean, sometimes it would be like six or seven in a row. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You know, just imagine this, right? Imagine like stepping into a room where like potentially a bunch of people don't f*** with you. Yeah. And you have, like, 15 to 20 minutes to you convince like these you. people like you. And that's what it was like for me every night. Because there was all these different things, like, you know, happening back then or whatever it was. Well, sometimes people would, like, like, a lot of people, if you don't meet me or know me, like, you might not know if you f- with me or not. Right. You know? So it's, like, shows would sometimes start. And in the beginning, I'm talking about people just stiff, just, like. Oh, shit. Like, a tough crowd. Tough crowd. Oh, <laughs> But then by the end, they're like, yeah. like going like this, you know what I mean? But uh-huh. like that feeling of just like having to get up in front of Damn. people like that is just insane. Yeah, that seems like a lot, man. I mean, I
1: just saw this viral clip of XXXTentacion in 2017 at a performance. And some guy runs up and clocks him, mm. knocks him out on stage. And it's like, are you ever afraid of something like that happening? Because like, peop- um. can- people are
2: unpredictable. Well, I think the best thing that you can just do in life is just make sure, you know, just put out positive energy. Like me, like I said, I'm not a – from any type of background of anything like that. So I don't Mm -hmm. necessarily worry about those things because that's not what I'm – Right. So in terms of that. But – um. You know what else to say? That's pretty much all yeah. <laughs> I
0: mean, yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, I had some guy who was trying to road rage me this morning as mm-hmm. I was driving somewhere. I like, you know, like the the metro bus that goes through and like that has two lights like back to back. And you're, I, it said like turn green, but then when I got to that green part, it was red, and I was like, I don't want to get a motherfucking ticket for crossing yeah. this thing, so I stopped. And this guy's honking, flipping me off, and I pulled over to park where I was parking. He rolled in the window and he's like yelling at me, and oh, I wow. literally was like, I. I usually get angry but I did it. Oh, right. I literally was like, Calm down, bro. I just was looking at the sign, I don't want to get a ticket and he's like screaming at me and I was like, Just calm down, bro. I love you. Have a good day. Yeah. And he like drove <laughs> off.
2: And no, like people I, mimic your energy, you know? Yeah.
0: And I feel like that, like, I could have gone so far with it. You yeah. know what I mean? I could have been like, screw you back, like whatever. But like I feel like you never know what could happen yeah. yeah, like you don't know who this dude is he's gonna get out with a wrench or get out with a gun and you know it's like is it really worth it it's not yeah. worth it And I would moments, tell all you know? people
2: just always breathe in situations that's one thing I am like I'm a guy that like when I get angry I just go to sleep for real like when I like when I feel like depressed quote unquote depressed or whatever it is I just go to sleep that's smart cause like, sometimes
1: I'll fuck up and I'll start saying something and yeah. as soon as I open my mouth I already know I fucked up yeah. yeah or you get on social
0: media and you just say some stupid yeah. stuff yeah. you know what I mean like just speaking on something that like doesn't even involve yeah. exactly. you yeah know? that's the biggest thing I wanted to touch on because we, we all have shared this story together on the Why music video for Brennan's song. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you want to talk
1: about yeah. this? We are going to bring up that one yeah, time. This, is, this is like breaking news. Listen, no one's heard this nobody story. Nobody ever on social media but Dax actually crashed my car on this set. Did I? Yeah. Remember you were, remember you were driving my truck and you backed it into my home? Oh, oh <laughs>
2: yo. I forgot about it, that. It's right, we
1: had this really hot girl on, like playing his girlfriend that day and I, I would have been distracted too. I'm not going to lie. She man, was bad. Yeah, she
2: was bad. She was definitely She was
1: definitely <laughs> 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 no, but I, I fixed the car, guys. Don't worry. Wow, it's all good. I totally forgot. About yeah, that. It's all good. I remember that too, just like being like, f- Yeah, I, I, I hear Jake, Jake's like, Oh, Dax crashed your truck, by the way. And I was like, What the f- you mean? Yeah,
0: <laughs> And it, it, it was into
1: like our, our, our buddy's our car, buddy's so was car, car too. So it wasn't yeah. that bad, at yeah. it, it yeah. wasn't like a random, <laughs> like, the,
2: person. The, like the truck with the, all the, the yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. That's funny. Um, when when you got the collab with trippy red like i i heard the song way before i heard it with lex because i was working on the song Mm. with lex and he told me that you got a a track with trippy and i was like damn that's wild like i heard it i was like that's insane like it was
2: it's a dope track everyone go check it out by the way thank you how did how did you pull that um so what happened was the song was actually made uh two years ago two plus years ago i made the song by myself a year after that, I got Trippy on it. A year after that, we filmed the music video. Oh, so I had initially met him, I think, at Rolling Loud the first time. Not like metal, was just like, oh, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And then I was, I was actually in the studio when him and Juice World made that one song. Oh, uh, I don't know. I'm oh yeah, not, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. that freestyle one, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I was in the studio that night, and then I opened for uh, Juice World in Santa Ana oh, at wow. a concert by That's... the grace of God. Legendary. super dope dude man humble as hell yeah and then um yeah just stayed in contact and then um my manager knows his manager that's so sick those strong black females hell yeah and um yeah
1: that's so dope did you like ever think you'd have a song with trippy red um in terms of like did you ever like try to manifest that or was it just kind of organic how it happened because i know you write down your goals a lot was he everyone that you'd want to work with or was it just like it happened and dope
2: yeah, happened happened. But yeah, I definitely wanted to work with someone in that realm. Mm-hmm. And I just think he's a super talented artist with his voice. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it, was def- it wasn't was like I didn't write down, like, oh, I want to do a song with Triple right. But like when the opportunity presented itself, I was like, for sure.
1: That's sick. And was it, so you said you did the song, and then a year later did the music video, was it just like conflicting schedules? Or what took so long to get it out? So yeah, I did the song
2: uh, two years ago. Then a year later, got him on it. Then a year after that, took the video. And it's just, yeah, conflicting schedules. And also me as a person, like, I probably could have pushed maybe for it earlier. Yeah. But I always just felt like... It'll happen when it happens. Yeah, I needed more time. Because I also want things to make sense. Yeah. You know? I wanted to ask you, um,
1: since I make music too, like, uh, what's... What's, like, the best route of going, like, is it, and probably people out there want to know, too, like, independent versus signing with labels. Like, Mm. you seem like you know everything about this subject because you've done it well for the past four years. Thanks, sir. Of course. Like, can you
2: shed some light on that? Shed some light. Um, I think it really depends on the person. Mm -hmm. You know, like, me... I'm the type of person where it's like I don't want my success to be dependent on no one else yeah. but myself. At the end of the day, like if shit doesn't work, I want to blame myself because if I start blaming other people, that's going to drive me insane. Insane, right? You know? And um, so, yeah, I think a label like, you know, every single big song you've probably ever heard, mm-hmm. most of these people are signed to labels. Yeah. You know? So I think I think a label makes sense for a lot of people. But also you can put yourself in a better situation if you have leverage. Right. You know, but it just it, it depends. Like, if I wasn't the type of person I am, and I would sign. Really, you know, because I would never like not want my art to be heard. Yeah. Do you
1: think that you can really hit the same point that uh, a person under a label
2: could hit while not being with a label? Over a period of time, maybe not as quickly as the as the bang. Right. But there's definitely more. That someone can do with a large label with the things they're able to access in terms of, you know, playlists and all this stuff like that, that I myself can't necessarily access. Yeah. But I also think with my music, while someone might initially have things that are bigger, there's no way that over a prolonged period of time. That my music won't surpass that. For sure. And I'm not making music for a five year period. I'm making music for hundreds and hundreds of years.
1: So I saw that you're hitting 2 million monthly listeners on Spotify. Yes, sir. Um, and that's no, no help from anyone, just yourself. Like, how, how, how do you grow to like that? I see it right here 2.4. I'm sorry, you were humble. You didn't even correct me. Hey, 2.4 million. listeners. That's <laughs> <laughs> Would you give any advice to small artists out there listening like, to grow themselves <sighs> without a label?
2: Because you did it great. Man. Yeah, ah, shit, man it's crazy like you know the biggest thing as a music artist is just like not becoming bitter Mm. you know like because i think entitlement is like just such a like big problem with human beings and we all feel we're like entitled to certain yeah so like the first thing i would tell people is to like stop thinking like you're so important stop like expecting things and people to do for you Mm -hmm. you know like like for me like i don't even know if it's like something in my brain that's off but i always feel like people don't owe me anything or i haven't done enough that i Mm -hmm. need to do more which is why i still you know reply to hella dms and just like people are surprised like oh my god i can't believe this guy's like so i think a a lot of the times it's just like you have to like humble yourself and just be like like it's gonna be a person by person thing that's the way i think it like behind every single instagram account thing is a human being yeah so it's like if you Talk to one person, like one person at a time every day for four years. You know, imagine replying to 100 people a day for four right. years every day. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. If, you, if you're if you not successful by that point, then your music just sucks. Yeah. You know, so like every day I talk to hundreds and hundreds of people, like all the comments on my YouTube, interact with the people who are supporting me constantly, constantly, constantly. So it's like that coupled with the music. Is a recipe for success. So as an independent artist, you have to be able to take the time to just be like, I'm not that important, and the people who are listening are more important than the music that I'm making. That's for sure.
1: All right, man. Well, listen, the name of the show is Share Your Scare. Mm. So do you have a scare that you're willing to share?
2: Mediocrity scares me. Mediocrity? Yeah. How so? So I got it tatted right here. Chase greatness, elude mediocrity. Anything mediocre I run from. Really? Yeah. So me, being mediocre scares me.
1: Can you elaborate on that? Like, what do you mean? You run from it?
2: Um, man, just a lot of. I just feel like the world, like w- the way the world is going, just like even just media is like pushing mediocrity on people. Like, you know, just like uh, do this, do that, and like a lot of people don't want to take the steps towards greatness. So, like, that's why, like, for me, a lot of the times I find myself like alone because when I feel like like the energy of something is is like mediocre, not in a bad way, mm-hmm. but just like some people don't like care about. Shit. Yeah. You know, so it's, like, I'm constantly just, like, scared of, like, falling into mediocrity. Yeah. Which is just a mindset.
1: Yeah. So does that mean you you kind of distance yourself from everyone? You're just always just kicking it by yourself or what?
2: Not distance myself from everyone, but, like, I'm very just selective at the people, like, I have around me for prolonged periods of time. Yeah. You know, like...
1: Well, you know the saying. It's just, like, you are who your, like, closest friends are. Basically, yeah. you become who they are.
2: Exactly. Yeah, just that stuff just seeps in it's a generational curse you know what i mean like you know you look at all the things that are going on and just the way like people are it all stems from how they were raised yeah i agree 100 like, like people who are naturally hateful people who you know bully people all these things stem from how they were raised and by the parents they watched when they were growing up and i believe all those types of things are are mediocre yeah. to be constantly focused on what other people are doing besides yourself so i fear like having a mediocre mindset and then that trickling into the kids i have and then that trickling into their kids and then their friends and just it just expands and then you have just this whole nation of people who are just lost and yeah. that's and that also stems from like my like my music because now there's people who with me on a music level yep. people who like are tatting my faces on their bodies constantly so if i'm showing mediocre tendencies whether that's you know constantly being hateful online uh pushing a false narrative pushing a false lifestyle all these things are mediocre so then now i have the ability to with my platform fuck up a whole generation of people for real so that shit scares me oh wow
1: Damn. i didn't even really think about it like that man yeah man it's deep yeah dax
2: gets you thinking yes sir that's what you do. You're you're a heavy thinker, huh? Yeah, that's, that's that's why like I really like I haven't been doing a lot of like stuff like this because I know if I get to talking, <laughs> it just like ooh, I start getting chills. Yeah, you understand yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like I mean, with, I try just to stick to myself. With
0: everything that's going on in the world right now, all this hate and everything like that, do you think that we are turning into like our future generations will be hate free because of like what we're instilling into with the media and everything of like what about how much there's hate. So we're trying to like change the generations of the future. You think we will ever be at a point like generations and generations on that there like won't be
2: hate? But you nah, think it, man, right now, right now the world's at war. Yeah, I swear yeah. to god, I'm about to like my eyes are watering thinking about this. Yeah. Like if you have the wrong people telling the stories, all the readers are f- mm-hmm. if you have the wrong person driving the car, the passengers are f- mm-hmm. Yeah. And right now the in my opinion not everywhere. Mm-hmm. I think there needs to be all types of things going on, but you also need to have a balance so people can have a choice.
1: Yeah.
2: You know? So I just feel yeah. like there's so like the 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 people who are telling the stories are not the people who should be telling the stories. Exactly. I agree 100%. So yeah. the, the, the generation is just like mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. So
1: and how do, How do we get out of that like how do, how does a person of themselves start thinking deeper and get past yeah because you know? how,
0: do, how do you know like what even to look into to believe like you search on the internet and everything's so sweated one way yeah and you yeah. can't like really every anything that you go to believe even about
2: covid you you're either believing one way or you're believing it's fake yeah. you know what I mean like that, fake information is free and it's food for the sheep mm. yeah, I think we're at a critical time, how do I think it changes like i'm I'm not trying to like I think there's a lot of people who are doing a lot of great things and there's a lot of great thinkers in the world and like i'm not here to gas myself but there needs to be more people who are trying to push good narratives yeah and those people need to be given the same opportunity as some who aren't Mm -hmm. and what they're doing isn't wrong it's fine you know everybody has to feed their family it doesn't matter right. you know but there needs to be space for those good narratives in this generation right that's it and the people who control cause there's you know like there's people who can who have more power to create you know what's being heard mm-hmm. like yeah. there just needs to be more of those good narratives along with the, the other stuff
1: right but it's hard it's hard to like even think about good narratives when we live in a world that's so like in love with drama and negative narratives that you know like it's hard to even see that there is another narrative you know because yeah. if you think about things like think about what sells best on on social media even just in this one little category of life or even in entertainment it's drama you know what i mean people love that sh- and yeah. that's just if you really step back and look at drama drama is just a negative thing yeah but like that's just yeah. so like loved and pushed
0: and, and the people that are like involved with the drama are the people that you know their name like it's like a household name right. for them versus yeah. like versus someone the people
1: that are doing good for this world yeah. that you don't even hear about like I just heard about some uh, some lady who's turning plastic into bricks and they're actually stronger than bricks she, so she's recycling plastic into, into making them into bricks wow and they're stronger than concrete that's but, amazing. but what do we hear on the news you know, what do we see, see on TikTok? Now, yeah, stuff, you know what yeah. I mean we
0: see everything that you know, we see all these paparazzi people following these young TikTok people or because they're drama, yeah. you know. Yeah. Being, they're not like doing something out there saving the world hunger and that's why they're getting attention. They're getting attention for like their little petty drama stuff, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 crazy, man. I think I think you know, a lot of I feel like most people don't even like know what they want. Yeah. The, re- the reason I feel like I think the way I do is because I feel like I was just, like musical wise, I was always an average music listener mm-hmm. up until I started making music. I never like, I would never go search what's new out. But I thought I f- with what I f- with yeah. until I was like, damn, why? Right. And like, it's like, Pete, like, for example, like, people don't know they even like my sh- because they don't hear it. Right, but no one can tell me like there's a reason I have three million subscribers and all this stuff, and there's artists who don't. Yeah, you know, because it's like once people hear it, like, oh, this is dope, I don't need to listen to it all the time, but I can definitely see where it should have a place right. in the grand scheme of what's going on, because it's just it's different. Yeah, you know, so I I think it just needs to just they need to allow just like more of that for sure. You know, and it doesn't have to be me. I don't have to be the person. But like I'm like my goal is to like inspire for future generations to other people. It's like, yo, someone can grow a platform this way and it doesn't have to be this way
1: yeah 100 mm-hmm. percent, man that's really well said you're, you. you're a great speaker thank you uh, I'm, I'm gonna say it tax for president <laughs>
2: hey man i'm canadian but <laughs> oh, <shit>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nah, i do it though <laughs> maybe do the it world would be working a little better yeah man
2: it yeah yeah all that stuff really plays a role man because uh, this is this is what people don't understand it's like the storytellers is what's is what's really making the difference mm-hmm. and the reason like like i start off with poetry i'm not a music artist i start off with poetry yeah. so it's like i can put words together yeah. in a fashion and i'm not like biased i'm not like oh vote this or vote that or do this or do that or or people should be able to oh this or this this gender i don't care yeah it's all about just the positivity of human beings and respecting a person is a person oh yeah
0: yeah, amen to that. Amen, right? amen, amen, amen. Amen. I wanted to touch on one thing because I read it, it. I read in an interview somewhere that your car lit on fire outside of a McDonald's and you almost died. Do you yes, want? Can we hear that story?
2: Uh, what happened was so when I I got my license when I um, was leaving Newman University, like four months. So I paid for a the Dodge Charger. I knew a girl, and her dad sold cars. I bought the Dodge Charger. It was like three thousand. Okay. I'd saved up for the fucking my 725 for the two and a half years and i bought a dodger boom 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 uh so that was my first time driving uh-huh. so my first time driving i drive 18 hours from wichita kansas to california you know i remember like, getting off the the highway in california and being like wow these roads are f- uh-huh. like this yeah. is crazy you know it's a new driver to be driving out here so everything's going cool. You know, I thought I was a big boy. I had my <laughs> I had my little big body. Yeah. You know what I mean? Windows down. <laughs> <laughs> nah, never that. Never that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm driving, and I just remember, like, turning on somewhere, uh-huh. and I think I m- might have hit something. I don't know. Okay. But the, the cops or the five people later on had told me my car was leaking. Oh. And I remember driving on the highway, and, like, People were just, like, driving by, and they were just, like, somewhat, like, looking at me, but I wasn't really sure, because I always blast music hella loud, so I don't yeah, really know yeah. what's going on. So I pull up to the McDonald's, <laughs> normal stuff. <laughs> you know what it is, man, McDouble, small fry, two apple pies. <laughs> yes, sir. Nowadays, it's a, it's a, it's a caramelized coffee light cream. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, um... You're huh? So all of a sudden, there's a fire that lights at the top right corner oh, to sh- of um, my car. Like I'm, the hood? Of the hood. Oh, while I'm right. ordering right over here, I'm like this, and I just, <laughs> and I'm just like hmm. and you could see it I could see it oh, the fire starts so then I'm just like yo what's going on so I look around You're I like, take all I my get stuff a water cup too yeah <laughs> so I look around and then I just hop out of my car and then I go like I walk in front and I, and I tell the people behind me yo push back and then the car just <laughs> oh shit. they were like you were lucky that this didn't happen on the highway oh wow so you were standing in front of it when it happened when it happened yeah because yeah, I got out once the fire started because I'm, like, I'm not going to stay inside when yeah, it's on fire yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But they were like, Yeah, you're lucky you weren't driving. Wow. Because this this could have just blown up on you. Wow. Yeah.
1: And, and what did other people do at McDonald's?
2: Uh well it was crazy. So that's, the sign got lit on fire. It was burned down the whole McDonald's. Yeah, no. So I remember just like getting you know, all like back up. Back up. And I go inside, I'm like, yo, the, the the sign's on fire. I'm not sure if the whole building's gonna blow. Oh
0: my god. Yeah. Dude, that's nuts. That is insane.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. you
0: need to make a movie, like, real fast, because I want to see that (laughs) scene happen. Janitor.
2: (laughs) Janitor. On fire. fire. Did did you have to, like, uh, pay for the McDonald's or anything? Uh, The insurance, I guess, took care of it. And I guess they were sort of, like, I don't know what happened, like, the the McDonald's or whatever it was. But, like, the insurance I had, like, the coverage was, like, just, like, enough for... It something like sense. that, yeah. And the the sign didn't it didn't like spread to the building. Oh. It was just like the top like half of the sign. Damn. Yeah. Wow. Did you ever hit the girl that sold the car to you or her dad? No. Yeah. That's why. Like now, I just like man. I just I don't even like. I'm not a car guy. Yeah. But you know, I tried to do too much with my first car. And you, if you're buying a charger for three thousand dollars cash, you probably shouldn't buy it.
1: Yeah, it was, <laughs> that's true. It was like two thousand
2: two, and just like yeah. you know, I thought I was big boy, big boss. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Well, hey,
1: good thing you're still here. Yeah, man. What year,
2: This was four, like four years ago when you came here? Yeah, this was my, I mean, I, I, I moved to L.A. I don't live here anymore, but I moved to L.A. And then um, it was like the first year I was here. Damn. So three years ago.
1: That's crazy.
2: That's a story right that there. That is
1: a story, man. Yeah. Well, hey, Dax, we're running out of time here. Where can the people find you if they don't know
2: you right now? Man, just make sure all you got to do is go on any platform and put in D a x if i don't come up i'm not doing my job damn damn i feel everything he says is like i could, I could tattoo
1: it you know yeah hey, man. i could Quotables. make a book about it yeah there Quotables. you go there you go listen guys we appreciate having dax on the podcast very insightful you should check him out check out his music it is hot it is fire and uh we're excited you got any new uh new music dropping soon or what what can we expect Yeah, man
2: got a lot of new stuff dropping um Anything you can tell us about secretly on the podcast? I mean, I'll tell you what, 2021, is. there's going to be some really impactful songs that are going to be dropped that I'm hoping people really f*** with. Hopefully, uh, I mean, I've always had albums ready. It's just a matter of are people going to be able to consume them all at once. For sure. So, yeah. Can't wait.
1: Goal. Can't wait, man. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate you and your time. And uh, that's it for Share Your Scare. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Peace. Thanks for listening to SUS. Share Your Scare. Make sure to subscribe and check back every Wednesday for new episodes, and don't forget to tell your friends. Follow all of our social media links at shareyourscare.com. We're going to be doing tons of giveaways, but only for our most active fans. If you have a scare of your own that you want to share, leave us a voicemail. Our number is 626-275-8695. Or if you just want to shoot us an email, our email is shareyourscarepod at gmail.com. And that's spelled with a U-R. Until next Wednesday, stay sus.